Thank you very much. Evening, everyone. Hi. Rowdy tonight, isn't it? They're pumped about those hot chocolates. They're excited. They've never actually been invited before, but tonight they're allowed. So really nice to see you. If you don't know me, my name's Nigel. I'm part of the team here at Woody's. And it's really great to see you here, especially, I want to say, if you're a guest or maybe you're a visitor, maybe you're here for the very first time, or maybe even being in church, you're a little bit surprised you're sitting here. This isn't your normal habitat. And again, just want to say a real big welcome to you. Thank you so much for being with us and joining us tonight. And also a big hello to everyone online, wherever you are. Hi, online people. Lovely to see you. Looking good. All righty. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to be preaching from the Bible. And this is in a series that we've been looking at this month on some of the foundational stuff, some of the key things about our faith, around the Christian faith, and why they're important to us. And we've looked at various important things like prayer and vision and sacrificial love. Tonight we're looking at the Holy Spirit. Now that's the Holy Spirit of God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And you might be really familiar with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been part of church or grown up with church where that's very normal for you. But it might be you're not. And as part of our church, we're aware that people come along and maybe you've even had experiences where, oh, it's a bit weird or I don't really understand it. And that's really normal. And what we love to do is just to teach and explain about it. And that's what I'm going to be doing tonight, is just sharing a bit about who the Holy Spirit is, what the Holy Spirit does. So our series is about being expectant. What can we expect from these things? For some people, maybe you've been a bit over-expectant around the Holy Spirit. Have you ever seen those helpful YouTube videos with the person who's full of it, and they're prophetic, and it's amazing, and then there's angels, and there's incredible stuff, and they're just constantly, the Holy Spirit is just like, wow! And it's just amazing. And you're like, okay. Or maybe you've had moments where you've really been aware of the Holy Spirit in your life. Or maybe that's never happened for you. You know the bit when they sort of pray and everything seems to happen to everyone else? And you sort of sit there and stand there thinking, yep, didn't happen again. And that's the experience for some people. That the Holy Spirit seems to just continually bypass them for more exciting people. So maybe we think, oh, I'm just not sure if that's really for me anymore. Maybe there's a range of us. Well, I hope tonight we can just share together about what we expect and how we understand the Holy Spirit to work. So we're going to read from the Bible. This is a passage in the New Testament from a letter written to a church called the Galatians, written by someone called Paul. And he was writing to them to encourage them. But in this letter, he's fairly strong with them as well. He's kind of telling them off. In fact, they've, they've not been doing too good. We're going to be in chapter 5 when it talks about life in the Spirit. And when we talk about that, life in the Spirit, we mean the Holy Spirit. And a couple of times in this passage, there's a phrase, the flesh. The flesh means um, basically our, our human appetites and desires that aren't under the control of God. They're, they're the things that want us to do bad stuff. And always do. And actually the letter, this passage talks about that. What do we do with that thing called the flesh? So we're going to read it together. And uh, it's coming up now. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. These are your appetites. Rather serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you bite and devour each other... Watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other, 
so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and even envy and drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. All right. So for those of you who've maybe been around Woody's for a while or seen me here at the 7 o'clock, there's something I want to share with you that might be a little surprise to some of you, but I'm in fact a married man. It's true. I'm not just the single guy you see up here being awesome on a regular weekly basis. No, I'm in fact married. And I'm married to the very lovely Lorna. Now, people like me, they think I'm nice, but they love Lorna. It is true. And in fact... You're all nodding. You've not even met her. And you're like, yeah, that is true. She, she is lovely. So annoying. And I try really hard to be liked by everyone. That's a full-time job. And even so, I do my best. But yeah, I'm nice. But they, people love Lorna. Now, I'm going to let you into a little the history. I met Lorna down in the crypt in a midweek pastorate many moons ago. Oh, yeah, midweek church. That's where it's all happening. Um... I did have to try and persuade her to go out with me. She wasn't keen to start with. She's a bit of a tough, tough cookie. But, you know, I tried, I persevered. And slowly and surely the ice melted and um, we started going out. And it was nice. In fact, I was very excited. And I kept thinking of ways that I could sort of, you know, just keep in touch. Like the text messages that never end because you always end with a question. Yeah, but what are you doing? Okay, but how? So I did all that stuff. I went good. And then we kissed. Yeah, we did. Real kissing. And that was pretty amazing. That was very good, in fact. Um, yeah, so it was all going well, and then we got married. And that's when the cracks started to appear, I'd say. Um, marriage, not as easy as some people make it look, in fairness. Um, there's a bit more to it, which I discovered once I was married, because we do marriage prep in this church, and it's very helpful, but let me assure you, they don't cover absolutely everything, and you just have to figure it out. Um, so one of the things was, it was a bit unfamiliar being married. I had to kind of work some things out. Um, I basically had to try and understand Lorna, and I realized that there was a certain mystery to Lorna that was a bit hard to understand. Sometimes we'd have a forthright conversation and then at the end of it Lorna would say she didn't mean any of what she had just said she was verbally processing oh and I call that lying because it's really important you say what you mean but she was like no I don't mean any of that I was just saying it and things like that it's confusing for someone like me it was confusing and it took me time it took me a while to sort of learn Lorna to learn and try and understand how we had to understand her. And she's still a bit mysterious even now. I think I'm doing better, but there's still bits I just scratched my head and don't quite get it. Also, it was a bit tricky because between you and me, I asked Lorna not long ago, how do you think married life has changed you? 
And she thought for a moment and was like, yeah, not much, really. <laughs> and it's true. She was fine before she was married. She was fine after she was married. She then asked me, well, what about you? And I'm like, yeah, I've had to change a lot. I had to raise my game very quickly. I had to start cleaning myself properly. And I had to start doing stuff. I had to start doing what I said I was going to do rather than just saying it and then forgetting. I had to do a lot of that stuff. It was hard for me. I had to stop being a bit immature. I had to become this kind of good husband material. It wasn't easy. But I did my best. Now, um, I'm going to be honest, though. It hasn't all been straightforward. There's been tough times. And there's been things we've had to go through. But also, it's been a bit tricky, the transition from kind of just going out with each other, going on a date night, all dressing up, looking good, to then the reality of normal life. The comment, your breath stinks, first thing in the morning. And other such helpful feedback. Lorna's very honest, sometimes too honest. Um, you know, you're like, oh, right, this is the real world now. This is just normal life happening. This isn't all date nights. Um, and yeah, expectations were a key thing. I thought when we got married, we'd be having sex like five times a week forever. I got married when I was 30, and I kept myself from marriage. There was a big, I, I, was, I was waiting, you know, had a lot to catch up on. Um, but yeah, that doesn't quite go like that either. <laughs> just being honest. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm feeling better, actually, already. <laughs> I am feeling a lot better. You really are helping. Love this. Such a healing community. <laughs> um, but no, Lorna is really, is really amazing. And, um, and then we've had kids. We've had three boys. So not only do I drive Lorna nuts, we've got three boys that join me in driving Lorna nuts. Poor woman, yet she's still amazing. And incredible. And to be honest, I could go on a lot longer about Lorna because I love her. And in fact, I love her more now than I've ever loved her. It's true, I do. She is just really lovely. She just loves me the same as she always has. But I am loving her more. <laughs> and I could go on and on. And to be honest, um, I won't. It's better if I stop. In fact, it's better if I just introduce you to her because she's here tonight. <laughs> do you want to come on up, Lorna? Here she is. It's Lorna. Oh. Um, am I going to be in trouble now, or is that? Do I get my own back? Yeah, go on. Then. Come and stand here. So Come and stand power. here. Hi, honey. Hiya. It's Lorna, everyone. She's here. <laughs> Can I say this is a real treat? I don't think I've been to an evening service for about five years, wow. so it's a real treat to be here. Oh, thanks, honey. Now, and hear you talk about me. I know it was <laughs> it was good, wasn't it? Um, I cut out all the bits you said I wasn't allowed to say. <laughs> That'll be it for another week when you're not here. Um, now, as you can tell, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And I want to ask Lorna a question. Lorna, what does the Holy Spirit mean to you? Um, I think one of the things for me is when we were chatting about this during the week, I, on a daily basis, like, have to remind myself that the Holy Spirit isn't an it. It's not some, like, Jedi force that we're trying to conjure up. He is... God. He is, you know, spirit of the living God. And <clears throat> for me, remembering that and calling him he is a really, really helpful thing for me to remember that, you know, he is the spirit of God that speaks to us and ministers to us and talks to us and reveals Jesus to us. And um, that's not an it. That's a person. And um, that's just a really, really important thing for me that, yeah, helps me understand the Holy Spirit better. Is that all right? You've got lovely eyes. <laughs> Sorry. Now, I did warn him not to gush, because he know. is gushy. I'm sorry, honey. I just, You're close. I am You're close. Okay. 
I'm going to carry on most of my go. preach. Yeah, yeah it would be probably best. It's Lorna. <laughs> she is great. Um, and I'm sure she'll be hanging around for hot chocolates later. So if you want to hang out, she was always up for a hot chocolate. All right, so there we go. The Holy Spirit is not just an it, a force. It's a person. It's God himself, not a part of the Trinity, not a bit of God, a third of God. He is God. So what I want to do, I'm going to share with you some things about the Holy Spirit. And you might think, why is he going on about his wife? But actually, I want to just share a little bit as some of the similarities and some of the dynamics that go on in, in doing life with the Spirit. So here's the first thing about the Holy Spirit that I want to tell you. The Holy Spirit is universal. The Holy Spirit is everywhere and goes everywhere. And we read about this in Acts 2. In fact, the famous bit where the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. Peter stands up to the crowd and he says to the crowd, actually, this is happening. This has been prophesied by the prophet Joel and is now happening. And God says, I will pour my spirit out on all people, on all flesh sons and daughters and men and, and women. In fact, there's this thing that the Holy Spirit we can think is for us as Christians, and it is for us as Christians. When we accept Jesus in our life, the Holy Spirit works in us and lives in us. But the Holy Spirit is more than that. The Holy Spirit is at work in the world now. The Holy Spirit is at work in people's lives. The Holy Spirit was around before anything happened. He's on the very first verse of the Bible. He was brooding, hovering over the water, the Spirit of God. Actually, the Holy Spirit is present, not just in our little bit, in our little world, but the Holy Spirit is universal. He's for all people. Now, the thing is, many people don't know the Holy Spirit. Many people don't have a relationship with God. That's why we love, as we've heard, like Alpha, just journeying with people. Maybe you're one of those people that I'm kind of interested, but I wouldn't say I'm kind of on board with the Christian thing. But actually, the Holy Spirit can be helping you. And that is how the Holy Spirit, what he does to draw people to Jesus, to help them know God. The next thing about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is invitational. He's given for free by God generously and abundantly to everyone. And what we do in response to that as followers of Jesus, we choose to enter into the life of God, this life of doing life with God, the Holy Spirit. We're invited to enter into that life of God. A little bit like being married to Lorna. It's a 24-7 thing. It's not just do a kind of part-time, I'll be married a bit. You're either married or you're not. You're either in or you're not. The life of the Spirit is something, is 24-7 that we fully enter into. We don't just do the Holy Spirit on a Sunday at 6.30 and then maybe 7 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. We don't do the part-time thing, but actually life with the Spirit is 24-7 full-time. But the problem is a lot of us do do that. We do a bit of Holy Spirit on a Sunday and a little bit in the week if it's going tricky. And that's how we kind of view the Holy Spirit as our kind of our helper in times of trouble. As if that's just all the Holy Spirit's there for when it's all gone a bit tricky. We do it on our terms, on our hours, when we're available and when we're ready. And yet actually the life of the Spirit is a 24-7 a thing that we want to be giving ourselves to God and aware of Him constantly in our lives throughout every day all right the holy spirit is continually continual um i didn't just kiss lorna once i'm gonna be honest i thought i need to do that again and again and again yeah you get the idea for some people you don't just get a dollop of the holy spirit once you think cool i'm done i can tick that off my list holy spirit done 
Actually, it's an ongoing experience, an ongoing dynamic relationship with God that we want to keep being filled with God. It's not a one-off. Now, sometimes in church circles, we hear about the baptism of the Spirit or the filling of the Spirit. We believe in that. We believe there's times and as we pray for people that people will be filled with the Holy Spirit. But we believe that's an ongoing thing. And in fact, Paul, the same author who wrote what we read about, wrote to another church saying, actually, don't get drunk on wine, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Keep on being filled and filled and filled and filled and filled because you need it. You need the life of the Spirit. But many of us don't. Many of us don't drink enough water every day. Many of us don't just keep being filled by the Spirit enough. We know we should. We know it's good for us. But sometimes we find it hard to enter into that. And so let's carry on being continually, continually filled. And it's not just about feelings and emotions. You can pray, God, would you fill me now? And it doesn't feel like anything's happened. The Holy Spirit isn't dependent on whether it's an emotional, woo, I felt that. But actually in faith we receive that God's Spirit is at work in us. And we receive that. And for some people, that's hard. So Claire Thompson, one of the most spiritually profound women I've ever met in my life, when she prays for the Holy Spirit, nothing happens. And I'm like, well, you're doing pretty well for someone where nothing's happening with the Holy Spirit because you're one of the most spirit-filled women I've ever met. But what she means is she's just not wired like that. And so when she says, come Holy Spirit, all right, I guess it's happening. It sure is. It's not just feelings and emotions, but we need to continually be filled with the Spirit. Okay, here's a big thing that we need to do in the life of the Spirit. Not only carry on being filled, but we need to cultivate an awareness of the Holy Spirit. Like with Lorna and the mystery of Lorna, I had to cultivate trying to understand and learn the ways of Lorna. So it is with the Spirit of God in your life that you need to cultivate and try to learn how does the Holy Spirit work in me. You can pray, Holy Spirit, help me to learn how you work in my life. An awareness of how God likes to speak to you and encourage you. Maybe some of the, the spiritual gifts that God has given you. You become aware of them, you notice them. And it takes time. The Holy Spirit uses the very soil and the things of your life in order to teach you. Even the tough stuff, the things that you wish hadn't happened, the Holy Spirit can use to show you more of himself. And so everyone's unique, everyone's different. It takes time. It's not an instant thing. When someone comes up, a mature Christian says, God just told me this. And you think, well, how do they know? Well, one of the reasons is that they've been cultivating hearing the voice of God over many, many years. It's not a surprise to them any longer when they hear the familiar voice of God. But the, the voice of the Holy Spirit is not loud. It's quiet. In all the noise of your life, in all the noise of the world, it can be very easy not to hear the Spirit. And actually, it is something that we need to cultivate is a quietness and openness to hearing the Holy Spirit. And that's why we're encouraged to keep in step. In the passage we read, keep in step with the Spirit means actually we need to actively say, God, what are you showing me? What are you teaching me? What are you doing? Even very mature people, it takes time for them to understand the ways of the Spirit. In John 3, Nicodemus, a teacher of the law, has this fascinating conversation with Jesus. And Nicodemus is scratching his head saying, I don't get all this this spirit stuff. And Jesus was like, wow, you're, you're the expert, and yet you don't get the things of the Spirit. The things of the Spirit are revealed to us and taught to us by the Spirit. 
because it takes time. And I would encourage you, if that's, again, a journey that you're on, to be around spirit-filled Christians, like people in this room, and to walk, walk and journey with that is so key. So we need to cultivate how we learn about the Holy Spirit. Okay, it's not going to happen straight away. It's something that you need to do to cultivate. It's also transformational. There's a lot of change required when you do life with God. There's a lot of change required when you do life with Lorna, I found out. But the thing is, I wanted to. Actually, I wanted to love Lorna well. I was aware of my faults and my weaknesses, and I wanted to do something about it. But when you invite the living God to live in you and do life with you, things are going to change. And in the passage we read, it was all about the flesh and the spirit, this kind of competing stuff going on, this kind of this battle between the flesh, the, your own appetites and desires, that big list of stuff, or the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit. It says if you walk by the Holy Spirit, you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Have you ever experienced conflict in, internally in your life with God? Have you ever experienced that? The pull of the flesh, the pull of have you? That's a sign of the Spirit at work in you. Because before it, you wouldn't bother, well, fine, I'll just do whatever I like. But now the Spirit is there. You become aware of these things. Actually, I want to I cultivate the Spirit of God in my life. And so to be transformed, it involves you working at it. You've got to choose it and want it. You've, as it says, crucifying us. You've got to say no to the things that trip you up and pull you back and hold you back. You've got to say yes to the things of God, the way of the Spirit. You see, the Spirit doesn't just um, kind of zap us, but it wants to live us and work in us. And that's why the fruit of the Spirit, that beautiful list of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and all that stuff, that's the antidote to all the horrible lists that we read before. That's all the goodness and all the good stuff that God wants to grow in you and allow to grow. It's a great prayer to say, God, grow your Spirit in me. I want to be more fruitful, more aware of your Spirit. And the Spirit also gives us power and authority to know that we're children of God. To cry out, Abba, Father, actually, God, I know you as my Father. I trust you and know you. But when you do life with the Spirit, your values, your outlook, your plans, your heart changes as you do life with God. As you cultivate the life of the Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit also introduces you introduces Jesus to you by introducing Lorna to you I could have gone on and on and on but actually it's better if Lorna's just here right get the real deal the real Lorna in the room that's how the Holy Spirit works I'm going to bring you the very presence of Jesus now in the room I'm going to bring the very presence of Jesus now to you in your car praying before your next visit or appointment or whatever it is the Holy Spirit is always wanting to show us Jesus and show us more of Jesus. And that's why he's revelational as well. There's a revelation that comes from the Spirit to show us who Jesus is, to become more Christ-like. At the end of the day, I think life in the Spirit is massive. And I would say that religion isn't big enough for the life of the Spirit. Religion is man-made and human, whereas the life of the Spirit is of God. We heard it in Claudia's story. You know, I just thought it was all these kind of religious rules you had to do, and that was the way to God. And yet, actually, Jesus went around blowing them all apart 
Actually, religion ain't big enough for the life of the Spirit. The life of the Spirit is far vaster and bigger and expansive and huge. It's whole life, whole living, fully given to God. But we make it too small. We put spiritual practice in place that should help us get hold of God. Instead, we reduce it and put it into boxes. We even like it when we do the Holy Spirit at the end of the service. Just the last five minutes, just over there in the corner. That's where you'll find the Holy Spirit. We can't help ourselves. We're terrible at it, but that's what we constantly do. We sort of try and fit it in and make it work for us. We try and make the Holy Spirit work on our timings. Um, Yeah, we need to start in five minutes. Come on, God. The Holy Spirit is huge. The Holy Spirit is breathing and moving over all of creation. The very Spirit of God. And who are we to say what it can and can't do? That's why Jesus says, like the wind, it blows, it goes wherever it likes. And yet we try and stop it and peg it in and close it down and make it this understandable little thing that we like when we like it, when we want it. It doesn't work like that. Life with God doesn't work like that. We need to be open to the Spirit. Yes, God, what do you want to do? Show me what you're doing. I'm up for it. I'm happy to say yes to you, God. Ultimately, I think life in the Spirit is... A love relationship. It's about helping us to love God and to know him and in doing so to be loved by him. In many ways, that's why I wanted to just use the illustration of my relationship with Lorna in a very small way to say, actually, it's more than just going to church or doing the thing or praying the stuff. It's a, a whole life given us to loving God, to loving him. And the spirit of God stirs that in us and helps us in it. Even if you feel a bit rubbish right now, you think, oh, I'm rubbish at loving God. Actually, the Spirit of God is there to help you, to stir in you, to encourage you. How can I please God more with my life? God, I want to know you more. I want to love you more. I want to be more holy and pure. God, I'm fed up with all the rubbish in my life. I want the Spirit of God to grow the fruit and the life of the Spirit. I want to be like that conduit that Aaron said about. I want to be that person that can release the blessing of God in people's lives. I need your help, God. I need the Holy Spirit. So life in the Spirit, it's not this big jaunty sort of mystical whatever. It's the real deal every day. God, will you fill me today? Will you show me what you're doing in my life? Will you help me bless what you're doing? Would you make me more like Jesus? Would you grow in me? Would you expand my capacity to love? Would you help me to stop sinning and going wrong? Lord, give me a bigger heart for the things that you care about. And ultimately, that's life with God, is life with the Spirit. I don't know if that's what you expect when you think about the Holy Spirit, or what you expect about being a Christian or going to church. It's too small. Whereas the life of God is a a marvelous and a wonderful and a bit mysterious thing of how the Spirit works. So what are we going to do? We're just going to take a moment to pray. And we're going to invite the Holy Spirit just to come. Now, I just need to explain a couple of things before we do it, because this might be really unfamiliar to some people. It might be super familiar to other people. And when we pray, Holy Spirit, will you come? This is an ancient prayer, a prayer that's been prayed ever since the church started. Say, Holy Spirit, we know you're everywhere, but we ask that you would come in a very tangible way, in a very real way, here in this room. And I want to pray that as we welcome the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would come and rest on you and fill you, just like we've been talked about, to be filled again with the Holy Spirit. 
Now, you might be like, whoa, I'm not sure about that. I'm really not. I'm not. I don't know if that's my thing. And that's fine. And in a moment, I'm going to invite people to stand up if they want to, but there's really no pressure to, okay? So if you'd rather just stay sitting down, you can watch what's going on, see what's happening, then you're really, really welcome to do that. But in a moment, I'm going to invite you to stand, and that's just simply a sign between you and God to say, God, would you fill me again? And I'm going to pray a really simple prayer, say, come Holy Spirit. And then do you know what's going to happen? Nothing. gets really awkward. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? I'm like, I don't know. I just prayed the thing and now I'm trying to look all like I know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. That's my job to panic, not yours. And we'll simply wait. So we'll go quiet and we'll just wait. And we'll just wait as we ask for the Spirit of God to rest on us. It might be that you become aware of the Holy Spirit. Even sometimes physically, it might be on your hands, getting warm or tingling sometimes people feel. And that's just a sign, God saying, I'm here. I'm, I'm resting on you. And we just want to do that. And as we do, some of the team, we're going to be just listening out to God as well, if there's anything particularly that God is wanting to highlight. So we're just going to take a bit of time with that. Is that okay? But I want to be really clear. If that's not your thing, please don't in any way kind of feel obliged to do anything. You can just sit, you can watch. It won't go on for very long. And then we'll just have a chance to have some worship as we get near to the end of our service. Um, and there will also be a chance for people to get some prayer as well at the front, and I'll explain that just in a moment. Does that sound okay? Are we happy to go with that? All right. Get ready. Get ready. Okie dokie. Actually, the Come Holy Spirit prayer is very short. I'll just say that, and then that's it. I can't really say any more. Um, but what I will expect, the Holy Spirit is here. He's with us, and... Sometimes just him resting on it, you'll feel peace. And you're like, oh, I haven't felt that since I got to Bristol. And suddenly I just feel this deep calm. Oh, I can breathe again. And that's the sign of the Spirit resting on you. That's going to be happening. And actually what we love to do is then bless what God is doing. So I might just pray a little bit as I sense what the Spirit is doing. And I, again, I just want to bless that. It might be that if you're with a friend, you might want to pray for them as well. But we'll, let's, let's pray. So if you'd like to stand as a sign to God that you want to do it. Why don't you do that now? And I'm going to pray for us. Some people just closing your eyes can help or putting your hands out again as a, a non-verbal sign. The Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. And as we've been speaking about you and talking about you, we want to meet with you now, Jesus. We want to meet with you, Holy Spirit. And so I pray, come, Holy Spirit. Come and just release your blessing on us now. Come, Holy Spirit. ask for more of you now, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. 
know some people are just experiencing aware of the work of the Spirit. We just want to bless that and say, yeah, more of that, Lord. You increase that. And pray for those who are just aware of that peace, that sort of internal quietness that's resting on you now. And just bless that, God. And just say more of that. More, Lord. bless what you're doing here God thank you that you're here I'm going to invite the worship team just to join me and just want to encourage you to keep receiving as we're just in this place and I'm just going to invite some people to come forward if they'd like to for some prayer and there'll be some of the team here at the front and I want to invite you if you'd love to be filled with the Holy Spirit and what I mean by that is really simply that maybe you feel oh no one's ever prayed for me like that before and we love to do that in this church. And if you come to the front and someone will simply ask if it's okay, we'll just put a hand on your shoulder and we'll say, come, Holy Spirit. It really is that simple. And we'll invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill you and rest on you. Now, you're allowed to do that if that's you for the very first time. And it might feel like a bit of a big step to do that. It might be you feel like, I really need filling again. Then you can come as well. Well, it might be I'm, I'm good where I am and I'm just going to carry on enjoying God. So if you would love just to be filled with the Spirit, then just come down to the front, along the front, either side. And I'm just going to invite the prayer team to come forward. And we're going to take a bit of time just to bless you and ask for the Spirit of God to fill you. Is that right? And again, the Holy Spirit is here, so it's not like all the actions at the front. But if for you this would be really helpful, even marking something where actually, God, I need, I need you to say, yeah, fill me again then we just want to take some time. We're not going to rush this, so if you want to, then just come down to the front now. And as we do, the worship team is just going to lead us as we keep on enjoying God together. Yeah. So, Lord, we thank you for your spirit. Thank you that you pour it out abundantly on us. We bless what you're doing in this room. Lord, we thank you as you're meeting with people now. Lord, thank you that you love to fill us with overflowing. Yeah, we bless what you're doing, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. So yeah, do come down to the front if you'd love someone to pray with you now.